All right. Hello, Jonathan. Lights. Camera. Cinemagic. Cinemagic. Now, that may seem off, but I know it's right because I'm magical today. This well, is my magical day. Here's the thing, though. I think you're. You know what? We're going to roll the intro, but I'll get into this a little bit later on because there's a lot going on right here that I want to. I want to discuss. <laughs> so let's roll that intro. We're rolling that intro. Intro gonna be rolling. We're rolling that intro. Jonathan is magic. Totally cinematic. Got a lizard on his shoulder. Lizard on his shoulder. Yeah. Rolling the intro. All right. Okay. Is that? I think I think we're good. I think we're good. I think we're good. We're good. <laughs> it's a good time rolling the intro, as I love the intro. The Welcome the best. to another episode of Cinemagic. What? As always, your co-hosts are here. Myself, Jonathan Gondois, and the most, the best, the greatest person I know, me, Jonathan. I mean, I'm sorry, Rick, my co-host, Rick Acevedo. He's here as well. Hey, hey, wait. Hey, hey, Jonathan. I guess I should introduce you. Jonathan, should I should I change your name to Agnes? Uh, it was Jonathan all along, you know. It's always me. Uh, oh, wait. I do see all of my great things on this podcast. So... <laughs> So Rick gave you that hint that we are talking about WandaVision. We're today. wrapping it up. Um, We're wrapping it up. As always, if you're joining us visual on our visual medium on YouTube, you can see my great outfit. But since we have listeners out there that may be on Spotify, Apple Music, and all the other places that you find a podcast, Rick, you want to explain kind of what I'm wearing today? Okay. Um, at first, let me start by saying this. I... You know, because it was my father's birthday today, I had some tres leches, right? And I felt that because I haven't had tres leches, I was actually seeing things. As it turns out, it wasn't tres leches. What I'm seeing is actual reality, which basically what reality is, is I think Jonathan is a man witch. Not like the sandwich, but a man witch, because he's got like the, the thing in the head, right? He's mm -hmm. got like a, like a veil. Right, mm -hmm. um, nice and then he's got like a silk robe. Oh, and, definitely silk. And he's got uh, a stars and images he's in the got background too. Stars yeah. and everything. And he's got a red, like a scarlet background. I don't know what that's. Yep, you can see. I don't know what that's relating to. I don't know what that's relating to. And and he's got some kind of some kind of tiny dragon lizard on his on his shoulder. It is a dragon. His name is Pazuzu. And his name's... Yeah, Pazuzu. And so, yes. a lot going on. And I know that it's not a Tres Leches. Um, I thought it <laughs> What, man? Tres Leches can do that to you. If you know, if you haven't had it in a while. Tres Leches can do some uh, weird shit. Can, can do some weird shit to you. So... Getting back to it. Yeah, the, the, there's, there's a lot to work with here. 
<laughs> I am very witchy today for our Scarlet Witch wrap-up discussion. And I wanted to make sure that I, I channeled that energy, that chaos magic, uh, into this podcast. Because it's going to be chaos today. Mm. Mm. Yes, I, I feel that we're going to be on very... And Rick and I have not talked about the rest of WandaVision. We keep it all for you on this podcast. So I have no clue how Rick feels about it since we left it. And Rick has no clue how I feel about it. But I have a feeling it's going to be chaos today. So I, I don't know, to man. I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling like a lot of passion from your side. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like the most chillaxed I'll ever be. And I'm feeling all this passion and chaos from your side. That I'm telling you, at first I thought it was a trust late chase, but I I really like I, I feel the the chaos magic coming from you, so <laughs> <laughs> And just and just like our favorite person today, I hope to torture you mentally through this whole podcast. Uh just so you could feel as the as the townspeople did in, in WandaVision. I'm I'm thinking that's that's what pisses you off the most, but we'll leave that off we'll leave that up to the to the discussion. <laughs> Because you, you had already kind of told me that in, in a very indirect by direct way. So, and I'm being nice, but, you know, it's one of those situations where it's like, yeah, yeah, I see what we're going to talk about. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So before we get into it, like usual, we like to come up and just tell you some things we've been watching this week. So, Rick, tell me, what have you been watching? What have you been liking? Any recommendations? I... Okay, so um, I know you mentioned it. I think you mentioned this um, earlier, obviously, but I want to uh, definitely touch on it again. Um, if you haven't done so already, please. I know you have, but anyone who hasn't done so already, watch um, Judas and the Black Messiah. It is an unbelievable film. It is by far one of the best films you're going to watch this year. Um, you know, really powerful. And I'm just I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want that's the one that's one of those films where. You have to watch it to understand how incredibly valuable it is. Okay? Yes. So that's what I'm going I'm to say about that. Definitely not something you want to have the kids in the room for. Okay? Second I, thing... I, I disagree. Kids need to learn history. You put them in the room so they can understand the truth of this country and America. So I'm, I'm going to say let's do it. All right. <laughs> but second is um, Watchmen. I started watching the series. Um, love it. That's a good one. I love it, um, and it's not—it's not superhero in the in the most, you know, traditional aspect of superhero, which is what I love about it. What I love about seeing it, it so far. So I recommend that. And lastly, coming to America, I will tell you, it is not—you know. It, the first one set a really high bar, so obviously no one can really say that that it's as good. However, however, the um, I think the film wraps up the story of King uh, Prince Akeem very nicely, and uh, Wesley Snipes is the best part of that movie. Wesley Snipes ate it up. I'm telling you right now, you got to watch it. It's like it's like nothing you'd expect in any way, shape, or form. So, highly recommend those three things. I honestly am so mad because you saw Coming to America before I, too. Coming to America, too. Before I did. I'm watching it tonight after this podcast. So at this point, I haven't seen it. 
but it's probably gonna be on my you gotta see it next time because <laughs> i'm probably gonna feel the same way so uh, i'm sad we can't talk about it because i haven't seen it yet but it is definitely on my list to see. i'm telling you Wesley um, that is, it's the best I'm 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 there for her. I'm I'm there for him. I'm there for Les Dog. I'm there for Arsenio Hall. I'm there for everything. I I can't wait to see it. I have that <clears throat> loop on uh, the third, the animation. I've had both of those just sitting on my Prime queue. Um, and loop on the third movie. I rented it. I bought it. I just haven't had time to watch it yet. But those two are sitting on my queue. I plan to get through Coming to America first, and then the loop on movie. Let, next, let me ask so. you a question about loop on the third. Is loop on the third the one that's like three? Almost like a 3D look type. Yes. Yeah, yes. I want to. I want to watch that. Where is it exactly? Yeah, uh, Amazon Prime, two dollars rent right now. Oh. So, okay. so I, I I rented it. I got 30 days to watch it. I just that and Coming to America too are both that I'm. I can't wait to watch. So mm. uh, <laughs> those are be tonight. But I've been going through my Netflix queue. It's been my mission and goal this year, 2021. I'm gonna start clearing my Netflix queue. Uh, <laughs> if you have I'm only saying I'm only saying that because I have okay. So my Netflix queue. Sometimes I'll watch really random stuff. And the other um, weeks, really months ago, I started. I got on a on a forensic files thing, and so I haven't finished that. And I feel obligated to finish that. And then it's like I, I always feel like if I'm gonna put something on my queue, I have that feeling of obligation. Like yeah, it's on my queue, man. I gotta watch it. Like I owe it. To this thing to to watch it not clear it some things just, things are so terrible i'm just like oh, screw this but you know yeah and that's what i'm doing with my netflix you i'm either like i'm gonna watch it but if i go nah i'm still not gonna watch it i've just been taking it off my queue because my goal is to get my queue just just sort it out my queue was way too long there's too many things in there no and i was like i wanted to watch all these things i just haven't no, so it's my is goal. It, is it stuff that you have started watching, and it says continue watching for Jonathan, or is it stuff that nope. you have on your on your to watch? Queue? On my to watch queue, haven't oh, okay. touched them. Yeah, 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 same here. So, and I know I mentioned I think last week Outsider that was on my Netflix queue forever, and then it was leaving. So I've been starting this. So this week I watched. Um, it was a drama series out of South Africa, the Kings of uh, Johannesburg, or Yoburg, I think. They cut it out. Uh, Kings they, of Yoburg, yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, they shortened it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a fun time. I was really sad when it ended because I wanted the next episode uh, so bad. Uh, so it's one of those crime drama movies with demons. Uh, I, I didn't expect the demons just randomly popping in. Uh, it was really fun. <laughs> Uh, it was six episodes. It was nice to see South African culture. I really thought it was cool that they kept in all the different languages that they kept going through because mm. they speak about four different languages in that one show, which is great, from Afrikaans to uh, 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 Swahili, Swahili, I believe. And some Swahili. Others. Yeah. And... Swahili and two others. Uh, well, one of, one of the ones from two, from uh, from South Africa, spoken heavily in South Africa, is uh, Tutu, I believe yeah. is what it's called. Tutu, Tutu. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So it was just nice. It was nice to see that, see a different culture and go through. Their police were a lot less corrupt when you think of crime movies and police. It was very interesting just to see that, especially coming out out of something like Judas and the Black Messiah. So, uh, and, and crime movies in the U.S., we very much have this one idea of police officers. So it was really great just seeing another culture uh, and seeing all that together. I I enjoyed it. I know it may be a little older, uh, but. Uh, I'd say watch it if it's also on your Netflix queue <laughs> and you've been waiting. <laughs> That's a good one. And I also caught 
the Pacific Rim Black. I did blitz through that, and that just came out uh, this weekend as well. So I, I've watched all that. Uh, my partner and I are big Pacific Rim fans, so we couldn't wait to watch that. Uh, yeah, so we, we binged all of it. Pacific Rim is good stuff, man. Yep. So you know, I so I enjoy that. I I, I I we'll probably talk about this at a later date, a different podcast. But I love giant robots punching giant monsters. So uh, <laughs> that's always that's always it for me. Yeah. Uh, we should put that on the queue to, to to do one of these days. That's what we're gonna do. Robots versus monsters. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about giant monsters uh, fighting things. Oh, I gotta fix my shawl. Uh, so. <laughs> I say uh, both of uh, the King of um, Johannesburg was really fun. Watch that one. Uh, Pacific Rim Black, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I had some issues, but I enjoyed it. Uh, so watch both, man. Just uh, clear your Netflix queue, man. Make make that your goal of 2021. Clear that Netflix queue. That's part of my New Year's resolution. <laughs> I'm going to go out the house more and clear my Netflix queue. And get that, I COVID. Know those people. Get that COVID shot. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did get mine, and I'm super happy. So uh, out there, get vaccinated if you can. Get your shot. Mm. I had a sore arm for a couple of days, but it wasn't too bad. So uh, you know, here at Triskelions, get get your COVID shots. Exactly. That's what we're gonna say. Exactly. Go and get your COVID shots. All right. Go and so get your shot, 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 shot. Come on, Pazuzu. Okay, I'm not very good at voices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's 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 not let's leave Pazuzu. <laughs> All right, I'm let's. Here, I want to be a part of this. <laughs> All right, see, uh, he's a. Oh, Pazuzu, you 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 could definitely be a part of this. You want to talk about Wandavision? Yeah, I'm gonna get into that Wandavision. Okay, well, wait a is minute. Is that is that a good voice? How many how many people did we just lose for me doing those voices? It's me, Luigi. Oh, oh, oh. No, I'm sorry. That's terrible. That's messed up. Oh, Luigi. Oh, poor Luigi. Luigi just got taken out almost the same way that he used to get taken out when I was playing Mario Brothers uh, back in the day. Because um, you never got used to the green. Um, so, yeah. No. Uh, God, I'm sorry. Sorry. This is not a video game movie. We did that one. <laughs> It's one division time. <laughs> it's one division time. One division. You gotta get one time in the spotlight, okay? All right. We gotta. All right. All right. So, I think last time we left off was probably episode four or five. Uh, I definitely said I felt that this would have been better as a movie. Uh, you were enjoying it, and I needed it to win me over. And now, one division has officially premiered. And at this point, everyone, spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers. Should I say that? Yeah, we can. I mean, it's it's we're reviewing it, so if we if we can't if we can't talk about it, then it's not a review. So absolutely, I, I gotta. Yeah. I gotta say that. So, yeah. So I was gonna say, should we give in our impressions without giving spoilers first? But I feel like ah, I'm just gonna say spoilers. Well, I mean, this. look, if you if you're either watching it or or, or listening to it, and, and it is a review show, so I'm sorry, you know, it's just gonna have to be that way, it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No event or buts about it. Exactly. So we love you. Listen to the end. Skip. Skip to the end when you hear us do our plugs. <laughs> if you don't want to hear spoilers, but it's spoilers from here on out. Uh, <laughs> spoilers. So, how, did how do you feel now, Rick? I have to ask. How do you feel? You've watched it all. 
How do you feel about well, it? Well, okay. Um, I still feel that they couldn't have carried a standalone movie. Um, and I feel that they were working with just a million different things at a time. Which is normal for, for, a, for a superhero show. There were certain areas where I feel they, that they felt short in explaining how the universes sort of connect. And what I'm talking about now is the Pietro introduction. They introduced the Pietro from the X-Men movies. I love mm -hmm. that character. That character mm -hmm. was my favorite from those X-Men movies because he had the snappy one-liners and everything like that. And he's freaking hilarious. He's everything that... But rather than explain him and sort of bring that alternate universe explanation at, at you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to be skipping around. So don't, don't mind me. Yeah. But at the end, they totally punk him out. They're like, they, they pull up a oh, picture, no. they pull up a picture and it's like, you're was, yeah. His last name was Boner. What was his first name? You're, you're Brian Boner or something? Like Ralph? Yeah. You're Ralph, Ralph Boner. Boner. And it's like, Oh, don't kill him. I'm like, you just, you just killed Pietro again. Mm. And I mean, that, when you're trying to, you know, I think that there's, and that's just a writer in me, when you're doing something like that, you can actually mix it in. Because then they were, they were doing that whole thing with, when they, bring out Agnes as, as like a hidden antagonist, which I thought was a great twist. It was a great twist. Yes. And I love the episode when she's taken Wanda through her entire life because it give it gave you a sense of who Wanda was. It really gave you a sense of Wanda's overall sense of loss and why she's doing this. So mm -hmm. they're doing a job to sort of bring her back around and give you an understanding of why she did it. And then they show you the deed to the house and Vision, and they were gonna have, and they were gonna move to this town, and then nothing happened, and Vision is dead, and damn it, Thanos, and they're doing all of this, and they bring you back to that darkness of when Pietro died in Age of Ultron, the whole Sokovia thing, and it's like you're making you're making it completely impossible to do the sort of infinite universe theories that that you've had before and i really did not like that it kind of again i like the show but it kind of really ticked me off it really ticked me off i i, I was not at you know i was into it yes because i'm a marvel fan and i'm always going to be into marvel stuff and that's just the way that it is but i i would be lying if i told you that i was satisfied the way that they finished this pietro off because that's one of my favorite characters like pietro's a freaking trickster and and everything like that so it's not like they had like pietro they had him right in age of ultron no that wasn't the way pietro should ever be it's never been the way he's been portrayed not that i've ever seen at least <clears throat> and i could have missed something i'm not saying that i know everything but it, that's just not the way to do it now, the thing with the kids, 
you know, again, if she's living in a fantasy and you know this, that's just setting it up for for complete heartbreak. Like you know that's mm-hmm. going to be part of the heartbreak. Oh, it's manipulation. It's it's complete. Yeah, it's it's complete emotional manipulation and so that bothered me cuz like I kept thinking what about the kids because the problem is is you start getting close to these characters and that is a such so very obvious shoot the dog moment and for anyone that understands that doesn't understand what I'm referring to when I mean shoot the dog shoot the dog is simply you're going to take something that you're going to let let everyone get close to and then you're going to destroy it you got to be really careful how you do that and a shoot the dog moment should not really be centered on kids so as much as i like and continue to like certain aspects of the show there were certain areas where i was just like that was a missed opportunity but that's just my view on it that was they had missed opportunities you know so, so uh and and i'm glad that you said that i agree with you 100 percent. and i think going in uh to this the first time we watched half of this you were much nicer to wandavision than i was <laughs> like you were much nicer to it and I'm glad you kind of brought over, you see those strings that I, I'm at, to particularly say I still 100% believe this was a, this should have been a movie. I think this was really? aimed as a movie. I, I 100% believe this was a movie to begin with, and they elongated it. I'm going to tell you this because it doesn't have conventional television structure. The timing is wildly from episode to episode. It literally ends with a sky beam battle like they do all the rest of their Marvel movies. And that if you cut off... 20, 30 minutes of every episode, put them together. All of these things, even problems that I have with it, would flow so much easier because they don't elongate. Case in point, episode seven, the reveal of Pietro as um, in the end, that's when Wanda goes down to find her twins. Mm-hmm. Maria's there to like have powers. They literally disappear in episode eight, don't reappear for like two minutes of episode nine. It's really like they, they don't even matter. But if you put that in a movie, where that eighth episode is really like a 10-minute backstory or less, their disappearance doesn't seem that bad. It, it, it just seems like, oh, yeah, they're there, and then the next scene, they're here, because we just have to have this one scene. Not this one whole episode where no one else appears. That's crazy, especially when you're leading into your penultimate episode, to have all the characters you're building up literally just disappear. That's crazy. I, I, I honestly don't believe for a second this was originally planned as a TV show. I think it was always planned as a movie and they made it a TV well, show. Well, I think for 100%. I totally agree uh, with the fact that they planned it definitely as the way to open um, to open this new um, Phase 4. Um, whether or not they had a plan as a movie, I'm still up in the air about that just because I, I really don't think... Because, look, each episode is 33 minutes long. Except for the final episode. It's usually like 33 to 35 nope. minutes long. No, nope. the first episode is 26 minutes long. The second episode's like 33, 36. Another episode's back down to 32. Another episode's like 46. It wilds differently from episode to episode. But, they don't but, my, problem, but, my, but my problem with that is this. Okay. You go... You you start by slowly introducing bits of story. Mm-hmm. If you had gone with 
you know, a 30-minute episode each episode at a time and shaved off like you just said, you would have had a much easier way because you would have kept introducing elements. But those those elements with... And, and this is another thing that they did that kind of bothered me. They started doing the after credit scenes after we talked about it. And it's, I'm not saying that they said it, that they yes. did it because of us. I'm just like, yeah. oh, crap. Now I have to go back to every single credit, you know, and no, because I had, I had already watched everything through the credits. But it's like, oh, they're doing after credit scenes now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's yeah. like, but again, you're... You're basically saying in in the edit of the show, you're saying, "Oh, let's let's throw this little thing in here," and it's like, "Yeah, but what am I gonna expect next week? Like, yes. are you are you gonna bring, you know, who are you gonna bring next week? Are you gonna, are you gonna bring Charles Xavier in? Are you gonna bring Legion in? What what are you gonna do now? Because it's one thing that I don't know how, what to expect. It's another thing that it's becoming so wildly unpredictable. Like, I... It's not that I don't like see, unpredictability, I, but it's just... You know? I, I See, I take the exact opposite. And I always see the conversation, it's about... Oh, because let me just say this. I haven't said this yet. I'm wildly disappointed in this whole thing. I did not enjoy it as much as I could take. I could honestly leave it. Um, not take it or leave it. I could honestly leave it. But I always hear it's because of fan theories or you always wanted somewhere to go and i said no i just think it's structured poorly i just think it was structured poorly and that's why i say i think it would have been better as a movie so i think all the structural problems i have would be fixed if we cut out all the red tape characters just disappear they don't do anything with them they don't bother growing them and nothing and this is why i said it's unpredictable not unpredictable nothing happens in this whole show episode eight pointless it just told us what we already knew episode seven pointless it always already told us what we knew episode six pointless all these episodes are pointless aside for like five to ten minutes of actual information the plot never moves forward from like episode one honestly i told someone i was like if you want to watch this watch episode one watch episode eight the nine you're fine you don't need any of the other episodes in between you could understand this perfectly because nothing really happens in it nothing wanda is the villain in episode one and she's the villain in episode nine the agatha was a red herring agatha did nothing besides maybe manipulate well not maybe she manipulated one guy and wanted to steal wanda's powers and she killed the dog which i wanted to mention when you were talking about shooting the dog moment they literally did that so they could make agatha a bad person she literally had to kill the dog in order to make her an antagonist for a twist. Because if they didn't, what did she actually do this whole time? She was just a neighbor. But anytime Wanda got confronted with the truth and to release it, it wasn't Agatha making her not do it. It was Wanda herself. Agatha really didn't do anything. But here's Nothing the thing, happened. Here's the, thing, here's the thing about Agatha, and here's what really bothered me. Agatha in, in the Marvel Universe is a far bigger and stronger character and if you look at source material and I'm not saying do everything by source material but Agatha actually trained Wanda in in Marvel Comics in the Marvel Universe to have such a separation for people that understand how that works 
to have such a separation is mind blowing. And to some for some it might not work, for others it may. My problem is the battles between Agatha and and Wanda was essentially Agatha getting set up to take a royal ass whooping. That was it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's not like she like And the thing with Agatha is, you know, you end up almost liking Agatha as an antagonist. She almost becomes an anti-hero. She almost Mm -hmm. becomes an anti-hero. You know what her purposes are, but she almost becomes the anti-hero of that show. Mm -hmm. The whole time. Yes. Because, you know, she's supposedly trying to siphon the powers, yes. But then you get the background story on Agatha, and Agatha... You know, had been had been almost burnt at the stake by these other witches. So Agatha is someone who's already been bullied, and in a generation and in a time when we talk about bullying being such a horrible thing because of because it is, oh, because we're you know you're different or we're different, whatever. Taking a character and putting her at a stake and saying essentially. We're going to take your powers and we're going to kill you because you're different. And her fighting back. And then her taking mm-hmm. Wanda, who's been basically mentally messing everybody up. Yep. That's, you know. And the whole thing with, Wanda, free us, please. I just want to be free. That whole thing, and she's mm. like, "Oh no, no, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Don't worry. I'm going to, I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to make this fine." Okay, because that makes it better. And then... No, that... Oh, the ending line. Just because you said that, the ending line, when Monica and Bo's like, these people will never understood what you sacrificed for them. And I went, what? What did she sacrifice? Her imaginary kids and family that she sacrificed from holding a town hostage and mentally torturing them for seemingly months? That's what she's sacrificing? I'm sorry, guys. I wanted to keep mentally torturing you so I can have this daydream, but I'm going to have to give that up so I can stop kidnapping and mentally torturing you and your children. Uh, you should you should think of me as a savior. And another, Why would they ever think of her as a savior? Why? Another thing that kind of t- ticked me off, and again, as a Marvel loyalist, I love what Marvel does and and without looking at plot and things like that I love the show however if I'm looking at it objectively this is what I will say uh, and I'm and now I'm looking at it objectively um, from from a different perspective the two visions that just that pissed me off I felt so Oh, it was 100% flat. Here's the thing. They're kicking each other's asses for seemingly ever, and then they get to the library of all places, and it's like, have you ever had such and such a thing? Well, and it's like, they're having having a discussion, a logic, because all of a sudden, after kicking each other's asses for what seems like forever, they're having a logical discussion. And Vision is like, excuse me, can I put my hands on your head? And he brings back all the memories. 
And I was like, oh man, they're gonna have like a Dragon Ball Z moment. They're gonna like meld and it's gonna be like a piccolo meld and then like imaginary vision is gonna go into real vision and it's gonna make a super vision and he's gonna go to wanda and then they're gonna be happy and then they're gonna move to like i guess she was alaska in the end i don't know and they're gonna go and it's gonna be great and it's gonna be freaking awesome that's it that's what i've been waiting for is for this moment to pay off nothing yeah, I that's what thinking, I'm saying. Absolutely nothing. Well, I was thinking when he got his memories back, I was like, oh, well, now Wanda's actually going to have to choose between the vision she, you know, made up and the actual vision that is now back alive. Except vision just literally disappears. White, yeah, I was the, like, oh, he's The white gone. vision disappeared nothing. and the other vision, basically, it's like... And then the ending, when... And here's the part that I don't understand... It seemed like in spots when they were clearing the the hexagon or whatever, it was going fast. Then all of a sudden, when they go to the house, it slows down to practically nothing. Oh, that's because, see, Wanda doesn't care how many people she still has enslaved and tortured. She just wants more time to say bye because she's not a good person. She is the villain of this the whole thing. She's then... just straight up the villain. And then, okay, all this stuff happens, but here's the part that pissed me off the most. Jonathan, for goodness sake, she's living seemingly as a recluse. Um, and I'm not even going to mention the Monica part that also pissed me off. Oh. She's living as a recluse in what I'm assuming is either Alaska or, or the wilderness somewhere in a, in a nice little cabin. And, and you think at that point that she is learning from her mistakes, atoning by living this life of solitude. But the camera goes further in. That's I hate those damn shots. Right, further in, further in, further in. And like... You know, when you see that, when you see some shit like that, and I'm sorry that I'm cussing so much, it's just, it's kind of hard not to be passionate about it. You see that, and it's like, all right, this can only mean one thing. It's like House of a Thousand Corpses. You're going to see like 10,000 dead people down there or something like that. No, mm -hmm. it's Wanda, and I, I will say this, she did look hot in her outfit. That was great. In the outfit, reading the, I guess, Necronomicon or Marble Nomicon. You know, and, and yeah, yeah, whatever. And just reading it, and you hear, "Mom, mom!" It's like, dude, she's still as tortured now. Like, what the hell? Would, what the hell just happened here? Oh, I'm sorry that I enslaved everybody. Hey, Monica, you're gonna do great. Thank you for everything. I'm not gonna go into prison though, and I'm certainly not gonna go into psych psychological or psychiatric treatment of any sort. Because God forbid that I actually get some real help for my emotional problems, which are emotional. Or they consequences for my actions. That, stop, that stem, my problems stem from loss. And I got that. And I understood that. And anybody that's ever lost anybody can understand that. But anybody that also has ever lost anyone understands that you have to face that at some point or another. That's called life. So if, if all of a sudden mm. you're going to say real life needs to be... It needs to be this way. 
Oh, listen, it's cool. Hey, I got my outfit. Everybody's great. Monica, you're going to be the next Captain Marvel for sure, you know, because it says so in the comics. And, you know, they're waiting for you up there. Like, you can just bring Samuel L. Jackson. You can pay a few extra dollars to bring Samuel L. Jackson back here. Um, you know, it, it's one of those situations that really just kind of ticked me off because I'm like, okay, well, she's clearly not learning and she's actually more conflicted. So if they bring it back, it's essentially what's going to happen is assuming that they want to go with the same, like, it starts in television. I mean, they call it the series finale, so I don't, I don't know that they'll have a second one. Or a second season, but you never know. But it's like, you're leaving her in an area where she's got nothing but time to think about everything she's lost again. There's no consequences. And she's thinking mm -hmm. about the kids. And the kids are basically trapped in her mind. And she's trying to figure out how she can bring them back because she's got this unlimited power. So... Yep. Yeah. What? What? No. what? What? What was the point? Nothing happened? <laughs> no. no. So, to talk what are you building Monica's... to? What are you building to? That's my question is nothing. Because nothing has happened. This whole show, pointless. Nothing has happened. To bring up Monica, she ends up just being the magical Negro trope. That's literally what she ends up being the magical Negro who is only there to help the heroine for no other reason. To even justify her actions at the end, to be like, well, if I had your powers, I guess I'd bring my mom back. And as a person, both of us have lost people closely. I lost my mom at a young, immature age at 16. Same and here. I am not a psychopath to start kidnapping and torturing people for it. Nor would other people have dealt with the same thing have I gone, yeah, you should definitely torture and kidnap people for it. There's a difference between empathy. There's a big difference between empathy and justification for her obviously wrong actions but monica who's another person that's a suffer grief and loss doesn't get any characterization because she's just a magical negro trope there to help the main character literally nothing else they did nothing with their character so much potential that they dropped after episode like what four five she's literally on the sideline and doesn't the, the whole the no whole, one does it. the whole thing that bothered me about that was this okay you started building the character up like you were going to introduce the next Captain Marvel, which is what Monica Rambeau is. Monica yep. Rambeau is a Captain Marvel. She grows to be that. Okay? So you did... You showed parts. But then... And I was sitting with my son, you know, and I asked him... Or no, he asked me, he said, Okay... If they're going to take the hex down, does that mean that their, her DNA gets rewritten and she does not have the Captain Marvel powers anymore? Not, they didn't answer that. That was left unanswered. Um, they, they said that they were going to put the uh, antagonist guy from S.W.O.R.D. in jail, in prison. Hmm. Okay. Which I don't understand. Why. I don't understand why, because he was doing his job. He was doing his job. He was doing why would, he? Yeah, he was an asshole, but he was doing his job. So no, listen, I'm a, I'm a cab all day, right? And I still don't know why he went to jail or why he was wrong. Because like he took Vision to fight Wanda, who kidnapped and tortured a whole town. That sounds justified. And and then Captain, 
or not Captain, um, Cat Dennings' character, whom I love. Mm. You dropped the ball on that, too, because the only time yep. she comes back is when she basically hits the guy with a car and says, have fun in prison. Yeah. I don't... They should go to prison. They literally are both part of the military and federal organizations who, let's see, broke federal regulations, broke through everything else to save what is honestly a criminal terrorist who tortured and kidnapped a whole town rather than her being stopped. I don't understand why he goes to prison and they don't. I literally don't understand any of it. From this vague sense of they're the good guys, but again, what are they good for? Even the punishment to Agatha proves that Scarlet Witch, right, didn't learn anything because she literally tortures her in her mind again. That's what she does. She takes it on herself to torture the woman mentally. She learned nothing during the whole thing. She learns nothing. What, her last act of compassion and kindness or understanding or learning. Her ass act is to literally be as evil as she was in the beginning of the show. And the, part, and the part and the part that really kind of annoys me about that is this. At one point when they introduced finally Agatha as a as a as a as an antagonist. antagonist. Mm -hmm. They introduce her and they say, It was Agatha all along. And that's a point where you're thinking, Oh, so if it's Agatha all along, that means Wanda's good. She's under somebody else's spell and control and she's not doing this willingly. But they, they don't they don't clearly say that it was Agatha all along. They don't even explain that. It was like, oh, it happened. Like, yeah, Agatha was there. and She wasn't trying to get Wanda to stop the Hex, so that was Agatha's fault. But Wanda had many chances to stop the Hex on her own, and she literally did it. That had nothing to do with Agatha. She exactly. And then... They started doing these callbacks to other characters. Like, they were like, you're more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Mm. Don't do calls. Don't make calls like that if you're not actually going to follow. If you're not going to have the time to follow through later on. That's giving people hopes of stuff that's coming near... And right now, we don't know what's going to happen with Wanda and if the show's going to be brought back and it's just going to be on Wanda or if it's going to be a, a different series of series that's going to lead to other things. You don't know that. Because the thing is, at least with the Marvel movies, whether you like them or not, they always let you know, okay, we're going to be back and here's what we're going to be back with and here's a little taste. Mm. That's it. Without yeah. that... Yeah, I said this in our first podcast. I don't remember this. And I said, when it became to the outside sword stuff and it kind of name dropping, it makes it even more weird when you don't think of the other MCU characters and why they haven't been brought in. So this dropping of Doctor Strange and this magic thing, I go, okay, why wasn't Doctor Strange here? That is literally his job to protect magic. And it's something that he would have sensed. Name dropping. Don't and, name drop it. And if that's you're not the thing. Deal with it. Doctor Strange would have sensed that. Like, Doctor yes. Strange would have sensed that something was going on and that he needed to intervene. Because he is the Sorcerer yes. Supreme. So, yes. this sort of dark magic is something that he would have known about. He would have seen it through the eye of Akimoto. 
especially if it's stronger than him. Like, you know, there's this big, it's not this small going under the radar. There's this big presence that they're like, it's been foretold for generations. And then I'm like, don't, don't just name drop. If you don't name drop Doctor Strange, I don't think Doctor Strange. The second they name drop Doctor Strange, I go, wait a second, why isn't Doctor Strange here? And they kept doing it before, and I was like, "Stop! Stop trying to bring dude, it to a larger MCU." Dude, let me just let me, tell a small story. Let me tell you something. When I when I watch certain things, and I mean, look from a cinematic perspective, I absolutely love that it. it was beautifully done. And of all course, of that, it was all of that. Well, and, and, and Marvel and Marvel and Marvel does great with that stuff. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crap all over it. These and again, these are our thoughts and opinions. Hmm. But here's the thing that I'm going to say. When I go watch a superhero movie, although I do expect someone to go away, I don't think, and, and when I'm watching something superhero related, I don't think in terms of constant and consistent loss and turmoil like that. You mentioned earlier about your own loss. I lost my father at the same age that you lost your mother. And I lost a brother not too long ago, six, about six years ago. That's stuff that is insanely difficult for people to recover from. So when you hit them with stuff like that, oh, I lost my mom and dad in a bombing. Okay. And I lost my brother. This is stuff that is weirdly more relatable to people than you can actually understand. Yes. 100%. So everybody that's watching a superhero movie is watching it, or a superhero anything, is watching it for the whole escapism thing. You're escaping. That's it. It's a way to escape. So when you have a person that essentially is like, hey, my bad. Torture? My bad. It's like, yeah. wait a minute. I had to sort through my stuff with mm -hmm. some freaking therapy, man. Give me yep. something. <laughs> Don't send me out to Alaska or wherever, you know, to drink tea and work on my witching. Because that just, that's yeah. not going to work, you know? So I, that's really what I think made it a bit more difficult for me at the end. Mm -hmm. um, because, and, you know, I was watching this stuff with my son and he would be, he, he would ask me questions. So you know what doesn't make, and he will constantly start off the question or the statement with, you know what doesn't make sense? And mm -hmm. we had more conversations about, do you know what does not make sense? Usually let off by him. Then I, I knew what to actually answer. And, I, and it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I know it's hard as, as, as someone who studied writing, I know it's very difficult to cover every angle. Mm -hmm. And it's even more difficult to cover every angle when you're saying, okay, you're giving yourself a period of time in which you're giving yourself nine, nine episodes in which to tell the entire story of this one character. You know? I mean, you know, you're told, hey, I want dark felicity. Okay. Mm -hmm. With Marvel. So... <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. <laughs> Dark Felicity. It's a show that you don't really know what it's about. It's about Felicity. Or Wanda and Dead Vision. Dead Vision. Which Vision takes a literally backseat again, even though they're both of their names of the marquee. 
Vision took as a, an end, like a really. At the end, it's it's like okay, Vision, we're done with you, and they created this other Vision that you knew was gonna be uh, he was supposed to be a badass, and it's just it didn't happen. You know, it did not happen. Sorry, no, I, I just. No. I know you're probably expecting me to try to defend this somehow, but honestly, <laughs> it's it's my training as a writer that tells me to look for stuff that does not work first when mm. you're reading it back and when you're looking back at it. So I couldn't look past that. And again, I love the stuff that I saw. Saw, but just seeing it, is not the same as when you want to take an objective look at it, and when you're taking that objective look at it, it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. So and I, and I agree with you. I I actually really love how the robot fight at the end ended with the philosophical question uh, of Theseus and his boat, because that's a, I remember studying that in college and in high school, I think a little bit, and so I actually really like because I'm like, yeah. What do you do against two ultra-powerful robots? That punch to death or solve it out with logic? Love that. That's there for me. What I don't like is that right after that, Vision just disappears and they go, well, you know, the next show or movie or whatever, we'll deal with that. And I'm like, no, you deal with it here. This is where you deal with it. You don't bring it up here, like Chekhov's gun or anything else. You don't bring it up here and then have it literally disappear. That is, to me, just bad. I was like, okay, well, this Vision is back. And Vision loved Wanda. In real life, we know Vision loved Wanda. When I say real life, the real MCU life, right? right he right. died loving Wanda, wanted to be married to Wanda. He died with his love in her for his heart. This dude has come back with his full memories, okay? And his full heart. And he knows the one that he's loved is in trouble. And he just leaves. Wanda doesn't even question the fact that this vision even existed. She's like, eh, nobody questions it. Like, we're not even dealing with it. And I was like, why would you even bother then? Then don't bring back this vision. If your ultimate goal is to do nothing with it, don't bring it back. It's pointless. It falls flat. It, it, it just doesn't advance the plot. It doesn't move anything. Because if you take away white vision and have him fight, I don't know, Monica superpowered, since we already had some of that, it works the same way. He could literally fight anyone, and it works the exact same way. Bringing back Vision was pointless. It literally was pointless. So pointless that Vision didn't even think to hang around. He literally like, I'm not hanging around the show. I'm out. Literally doesn't even hang around. <clears throat> Which, like, that makes that's crazy to me. Why bring him? Why bring but, him back? But it's just how matter of factly they did it because okay, so Vision, White Vision for lack of a better word, uh, or lack of a better moniker, gets the memories back. He's like, so I am Vision, but I can't be Vision if you're Vision. And Purple Vision says, well, I was never really Vision. You're Vision. Okay. So we got that out of the way. So Vision is back. Yes. Like, hey, baby, we, we can get back together. Sure, I look a little different. Perhaps I don't have nearly as much personality because I, I look like, you know, I I don't know. But, you know, we could we could do this. 
or maybe not do this because I saw the actions that you took and I'm re reprehensible because those aren't actions. Or I can help you or I can help you work through your traumas and atone yes. for your sins. Either way, Any. nothing. And I was like, oh, no, no, please don't do this. Yeah, but and, and that's such a weird choice to me that WandaVision kept making these larger <laughs> MCU choices. Name drop this, bring in this person. But all of that just falls flat because they literally do nothing with any of it. So this story about Wanda and Vision becomes more about Wanda, less about Vision. They get dropped. The side characters that they introduce all get dropped because it's like, oh, you want to know what happens to Monica? See a movie. You want to know what happens to Vision? See a movie. You want to know what happens to well, Sisters? You know, see another movie. The, the thing that bothered me most with Monica was they, they have her come into a theater. Somebody wants to talk to mm -hmm. you. They put her in the, in the stage. And all of a sudden, she goes from being a total badass to like, I'm here. Um, mm -hmm. A friend of your mom really wants to talk to you because he heard you got grounded. A friend of your mom. And then the girl turns out to be... Um, what is it? What's the name of the... Scroll. Yeah, she turns out to be a scroll. It's like a friend of your mom. And at that point, my son tells me, yeah, he's, he's that guy from Captain Marvel. And I said, no, that's not the friend of her, of, his, of her mom. No, that's not the friend. That's a friend of Captain Marvel's, but that's not really a friend of her mom's. A friend mm. of her mom's is... Captain Nick. Marvel. No, Nick Fury. I, it had to have been Nick what? Fury. Because if you watch Spider-Man, Nick Fury is, like, at the end, and I'm sorry that I'm spoiling this for everyone, Nick Fury wakes up in a ship with scrolls and everything because he's running sword now. Space sword. Mm. Or a space shield. A space something. So I am assuming that it's Nick. Either way, because they had already said Captain Marvel by name, so Captain Marvel didn't have that much weight. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so you could at the very least mention Nick Fury's name if that's who it's going to be. And I'm 100% that's who it was. Because they've already mentioned Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is just a space cop. Nick Fury is pretty much the one that says how everything's going to be and when and, and what have you. So I'm thinking to myself, it's you can't mention that? Like, you're just... What did you just do? They're doing that. They're doing that whole intrigue thing that they're like, "Oh, look, intriguing!" And then they're gonna get mad at us for literally trying to guess what it is, even though if you didn't want us guessing, just say it. Um, <laughs> the, the you can way. still build, but but here's the thing about that: you can still you're not telling the story of Monica, obviously, because it's not her show. So if you're gonna build a show around her, or if you're gonna build a movie around her, becoming Captain Marvel. Or, you know, inheriting the mantle because it's been 28 years or something since Captain Marvel took place, right? In terms of the Marvel mm. timeline. All you freaking had to do was say it because saying the name isn't going to be any less intriguing. Because it's going to keep you thinking. In fact, it's going to be more beneficial because if I know that it's Nick or the, or the scroll guy or anything up to that nature, I'm going to be like, man, how are they going to do this? So then I'm going to be eager to watching, you know... To watching that in particular, that's what I'm going to oh, yeah. be eager for as a viewer. Oh, I agree. With, I agree with you 100. percent But I think it's a, it's emblematic of what happened in WandaVision. 
Because, you know, everyone is going, oh, they're spoiled by fan theories or oh, no one owes the ending anything. It's just mad that you guys got there. Why did you think the X-Men were coming in or something else? And I always go, well, it's because you keep trying to sell it as intriguing and sell it as a mystery when you're not doing that, when you're just telling a straightforward story. So that last line from Monica is that same the same problem that has been happening every week where they're trying to do false intrigue, which I agree with you 100%. Just say the name. Just drop it. Say the name. Who cares? You're Just introducing you're introducing your next series or your next film. So instead of because that's gonna piss more people off. And and look, it's not that I'm pissed off. I'm not. But I'm but I'm gonna tell you what I what I see and, and what my opinion is. And mm -hmm. yeah, it is an opinion. And you have people that will give you an opinion that says, here's why I think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread and that's fine too but at the mm. end of the day if you're looking beyond the beautiful visuals and everything and you're looking at the at the story in and of itself and the way the story is being told and presented and being wrapped up it wasn't wrapped up now if it's if what you know no. if what you're saying is the series isn't over then you don't need to call it the series finale mm -hmm. unless Unless, and this is something completely, this is just like a left bank theory. They're like, haha, it was called the series finale because this is the WandaVision series. Next up, it's the Wanda series. Oh, that's what they're going to do. But that goes, that goes into my thing, again, that I said uh, back in our last podcast. I said, if this does well enough, then Wanda just gets a movie. I think this is just all the introduction to see or not, they know their standalone movie. I still believe this was a movie that they didn't believe would make them enough money, so they made it a series and elongated everything. Uh, but I really think they call it series finale because this is going to be a, the next one's a movie. The next one, the thing's a movie. They're setting up. They literally were teasing Captain Marvel movie, right? They're teasing a Wanda movie. They don't care about the series. They're trying to tease movies. They well, want to make that sweet, sweet billion-dollar box office. Well, I think what's going to happen is this. I think that um, Zack Snyder is going to come in. And uh, <laughs> what? He's going to have a cut. Not Josh Green cut. No, 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 no. It's Zack Snyder can cut anything and make it look good. Which, by the way, I saw that preview, and that preview was I was like, wow. I'm sorry. I know that I just jumped like from universes. Check out the Zack Snyder cut uh, preview. I because this whole time I've been ignoring, I, dude, dude. I've been ignoring this because the the minute I heard Jared Leto, whatever, but I was like, oh damn, this is really good. The trailer. Is good. The, yeah, the the trailer, or I'd like to call it, how many Jesus imagery can Zack Snyder fit into one trailer? <laughs> Joker does it. Superman does. It. He just comes to try to fit in that imagery, that allegory, as much as he can hit it on the head. Um, He's as, a as many times. He's a good Christian. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's all all of his movies have it. It's just the. You gotta do it. That's the style. Exactly. I am excited to see the Snyder Cut because I am excited for a director to kind of go in and do their pipe dream. You know, do whatever they were gonna do. Uh, all the crazy foolishness they wanted to add and bring in that usually studios or editors or other people go, 
No. <laughs> For that back. I'm, I'm usually, usually, usually the people that, that say that are like the EPs and everything that are sitting in a screening room watching a daily and they're like, well, I, I love this, but can you add more cowbell to it? And your first mm, question is, why do I want more cowbell here? I don't even know that we had cowbell. It's like, no, we want cowbell now. It's it's crazy, man. It's a battle. It's a battle. So, but I'm 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 looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, and I'm excited to talk about that because my anger and rage at WandaVision, which I just have for, because I, I again production and acting. I have nothing wrong with the acting. Every character did just a great job. So when I say this, I'm not picking at the characters, the acting, even the directing. I think all that it's fine. The production value is fine, but the writing, I think, of just what they were given just doesn't work. I just don't think the series works as it was written. I also think that the releasing it every week to try to build up this quote-unquote intrigue and to keep people watching was really because their product does not hold up on its own. I do think if you had it all together that you could binge, you'd probably give up halfway through or skip because literally nothing happens in half the series. Nothing yeah. happens. It's a waste of time at some points. It is. It has its. It has its disappointing uh, periods, which it, it just goes to show you. I mean, it is what it is. It's. To me, this reminds me of when Marvel released um, on ABC. Was it the Inhumans? That thing mm -hmm. lasted mm -hmm. about a season. And the it did. I watched and, all of it. Not the, even the full season. And the Inhumans was released around the same time as. Agents of Shield and Agent Carter. It, it was released within the same two to three season period uh, between 2013 and like 2016, and that and that. Yeah, it was block. after Agent Carter. It, it was yeah. It was yeah. After Agent and when I saw that, I was like, "This was supposed to be a long running thing." Okay, this was supposed to be your Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., this was supposed to be your, your Agent Carter. I mean, this was supposed to be the Marvel block that was going to dominate. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ran for seven years. Agent Carter didn't have such a good run after all because it, it, was, it was only on the air for a couple of years. And I think people didn't really understand how good that show was and they couldn't actually relate Agent to it. Agent Carter was so great. I think... Agent Carter was so great. You know, Agent Carter featured all these characters that don't get nearly enough love characters like dum dum dugan and, and characters like that that were really a big part of of uh of shield and everything like that but i digress the point is that when the inhumans was released it was a complete bomb and again it's not that it wasn't a well put together piece of art it is mm. we're not questioning that but when you look at the story you gotta like and we do it because that's what we're supposed to do in our line mm -hmm. of work it's not mm -hmm. because we whatever you know again we respect everybody's opinion that's mm -hmm. fine but objectively speaking objectively speaking is that story consistent it does it hit on the points you know is it the save the cat structure or is it the you know is is it, is it a sort of bird by bird type structure? What what is it? Mm -hmm. is and it... I I said that in our last podcast because I even said I said this is not following the typical mystery structure of a show, 
that it's selling itself to be. And I said that before, and by the end, I was like, see, there was really no mystery involved in this whole thing. It was selling itself as mystery and intrigue, but it didn't have any of the story beats, any of the story structure that would help to actually resolve that and make it satisfied. It just it didn't have those structures. No, I totally agree, and, and it's unfortunate, but hey, you know, I, I have much higher hopes for uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because that, I do too, that is an action series, and that already looks like it's packed. Like, packed to the gills. So It looks like it knows what it wants to do, and it knows what it wants to be, and it goes straight forward for it. Whereas WandaVision, I don't know if they knew what type of show they wanted this to be. They wanted it to be a tricky show, they didn't want it to be a mystery show. I don't know if they knew it. I think part of it goes like this. Vision is a logical character. Wanda is a witch, but they never really spoke to, to her power as a witch. They never referred to that directly. No. So they wanted, they wanted to do this. And then they wanted to give you a little bit of old-timey TV feel so you could look at that and say, well, this is new. And it was. Mm-hmm. But then they had the commercials which I, th- I love the commercials because the commercials were almost like it's hydra soap it's and there there's the one with the little right. kid the, the little kid basically uh burning up remember yeah that? melting away and trying to open his yogurt remember that yeah yeah, yeah melting away which was like the the creepiest thing i've ever seen in my entire life i was like okay this is rough even for me and mm-hmm. all these things it's like lead it's like having a stairway that just keeps going up and at some point you get so tired that you fall back down the stairs in frustration that that's all i can describe yeah. you know no i agree with you that stairway leading up it's like it's gonna be this great mystery these are telling you the truth agatha's behind i'm like cool oh i can't wait to see what's on top of those stairs top of those escalators and it's a jamba juice okay you know i could have just there was I, a jamba I, juice on the ground floor i could have just, just stayed on the ground floor i could have just gone to the mall for that one yeah, it's like nothing Nothing in particular was so fascinating about it. The, honestly, for all the ways that it started with this weird trip in us and intrigue to end on a CGI fight fest like every Marvel movie does, it's just kind of like, okay, it's just a CGI sky beam and air battle. They've done that in every Marvel movie. That's where we left. This is not unique. It's not special. It's nothing. <laughs> it's their straight, typical yeah. action movie. It ends on an action scene. It literally ends on an action scene. Exactly. So, you know, again, love Marvel, appreciated the visuals, and I'm going to leave it at that. Um, Thank you for the visuals, Marvel. Um, But I'm going to leave it as my last thing. I said this last time. I'll say it again. It should have been a movie. Caught out about everything but 10 minutes from each episode um, and some more towards the end in the eighth episode. I think you could really cut this into a great movie. Uh, that doesn't spin its wheels as much and goes forward. That's why I really think this was a movie that they just elongated. Because a lot of that intrigue, mystery, and waiting kind of gets removed if you make it a movie and kind of just keeps it going to hit these new beats like, oh, what's going to happen next? Instead of this intrigue that falls flat. I I, I totally agree. There's no... um, There's no... You got no argument for me because I, I, I have a tendency to look at things also objectively. Like, I can love something... But if it's, you know, 
best case best best examples that I can give you, and this is going back a long time ago. In 1994, they made a Fantastic Four movie uh, with. Mm-hmm. It was directed by Roger Corman. Okay. Yep. Love that movie. <laughs> yeah, I love it because it's terrible. Oh, it's absolutely terrible, but it's great. It's great. In 1990, they made a Captain America movie. Also very good. Because <laughs> it's, it's so terrible. That's the thing. Look, I'll tell you, I'll like I'll 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 be the first to tell you, hey, this is terrible. And I mean I love Marvel. Marvel's my jam. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, if I don't if I don't if I don't dig something, man, I just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to put I'm not <laughs> Hey, it's great. Let me just cover the very obvious uh, flaws. I I can't. I can't, mm-hmm. you know? So, I don't know, man. It's... it's. <laughs> uh, next? <laughs> no, and I'm, I'm honestly... I can say about this... I, 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 uh, I, it ended where it was, where I thought it was going to end. But I am excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier because I do feel that's at March, least more focused. March 19th. So, and I think that focused is good. That focused narrative would be really good. And that's kind of what this needed. I just, it just needed focus because it, it was just all over the place. But uh, I do love the character of Wanda. I do love the character of Monica. I do love the character of Vision. I hope they all return. And Agatha herself, Catherine Hong did it great. And Jimmy Chu and all the rest of these characters. I didn't know how much I needed more just Marvel side characters, which I guess is why I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I loved Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But I think for a TV show, I need more of those side characters doing stuff, uh, and I, 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 it let me know that I wanted more. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Jimmy Choo needs a little bit more exposure because honestly, the way they presented him in uh, in Ant Man, they made it they made him kind of like a hapless guy that's always getting tricked by uh, mm-hmm. by Ant Man, and it just that that kind of bugged me i think they did a better job of sort of rehabbing that here yes but again they didn't do it right because they have him basically combating someone who's just doing their jobs who is who's a total asshole yes but he's doing his job yep so and by the end they never justified why going against the guy and putting him in prison I, I have to touch on this again because it doesn't make sense to me why he goes to prison. Uh, he doesn't endanger any of the townspeople. He's actually trying to get them out. The only people he ever tries to attack are Wanda and her minions, which, again, she's kidnapped a whole town and tortured them for for months. That was his job to go in and figure it out and stop it. So I don't get yeah, why so, he's in the So the whole, thing, the whole thing for having – for wanting to to not help – fake vision when he was trying to leave the hex doesn't make him a murderer because that was an illusion so it stands to reason that that illusion could have just as been easily been controlled by wanda to become evil or go crazy you know because it's all in wanda's head yeah and their their assumption like Catherine Danes, kenny randall parks so jimmy chu and all those their assumption that wanda was not the bad guy was proven wrong in the end in the end, it was proven that Wanda was the one controlling the town, was kidnapping people. And so them still being the good guys wasn't uh, sold to me because I was like, well, your position was proven wrong. Yeah. Right? And if he actually did kill Wanda and take her out, it probably also would have stopped the hex. 
how do you know it wouldn't have? Yeah. Like, 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 like oh, you, you look. Somehow needed to stop, and not necessarily he's evil for it. So they literally, like Agatha, making her kill the dog. They made him shoot at kids to make them cartoonishly evil, or else the good guys are just wrong. Tomorrow, They're not even right. Tomorrow, I'm going to slash a bunch of tires and a bunch of cars, and um, I expect not any single responsibility will be taken. Um, I will not ask for any help. Um, no. It's just my bad. Whatever. It's my yeah, bad. Yeah, Wanda... Only says sorry to Monica and none of the townspeople, and it's supposed to be okay. Even yeah, and they're looking at her, and she's like, "Why are they looking at me like this? They hate me." It's like, "Yeah, I would hate you too." I've been yeah, having, I would also hate you. I'm gonna have headaches for six months to a year thanks to you. Like, no ibuprofen in the world is gonna is gonna fix this for me. People were begging her to let their children go, like begging her to let their children go, and she's like, "I don't." I don't know why they're mad at me. Or like, you're not gonna hate me like the rest of them? No, man, I get it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. What do you mean you get it? I don't get it. <laughs> of course, make amends. Say I'm sorry. Go to prison. Do something showing remorse for the things you have done. You don't even say sorry. Exactly. She literally doesn't even say sorry. She shows no remorse for the things she did. Just, just. To her- Go to the ra- go to the raft for at least a year. You know, show show that you're willing to to make things better. You know, at least a psych a psychiatrist. Go to something. Do something to show that I am sorry and I'm gonna make it right. Instead of eh, Karen's gonna do what Karens do. And yeah, I'm calling her that. Uh, <laughs> so let's wrap up this All conversation. Right, let's wrap one. It up. I think we've had our last thoughts. I think mm. I think that's good. Yeah. Unless you want anything more to say. Uh, you know, that would require like a whole another two or three hours. <laughs> I agree. I feel like I could talk about it for longer, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but I feel we'll just get too. But I don't want to. Feedback. Yeah, I, I don't want to get in this negative feedback loop about it. So I, I feel like <laughs> said said a lot of my problems. About yeah, it. for sure. So, um, you know, if you liked WandaVision, great. Let us know. Drop comments um, wherever you can find it, uh, no matter where. Uh, it's actually because I'm hoping YouTube's coming very YouTube's soon. YouTube's coming so very soon, yes, sir. But please comment. Find us on Instagram again. Please um, tell our mother, Allie, over there. You heard me last week. Say it again. Just in case you didn't listen last week, tell her to release the chocolate video. Okay? Just, All right. Just drop that up. Chop that on our Instagram. Chocolate <laughs> like, rain. Share. <laughs> like, share, and subscribe wherever you can find this podcast. Uh, we really appreciate the support that we're getting, the comments and all the listens. Uh, we, we love it. Thank you so much. Thank Keep you. it going. Share with your family and friends. If you really love WandaVision, show them this and be like, can you believe what they said about it? Uh, start the dialogue. Talk about it. Uh, we really much enjoy it. Join us next week where we're going to give you a little behind-the-scenes view of kind of what we did with one of our documentaries. So come on in, hear some more stories. Uh, thank you for being at Cinema Magic. And Rick, I'll let you get the last word here. Oh, you're I'm just, just, I'm just going to want it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't.